You're listening to The Only Constant, a podcast about active hope. In this episode of the podcast, we spoke with Nina Chong. Nina is a leader by nature, serving as the executive director of the Asian American Student Union and the president of the Society of Asian Scientists and Engineers at FSU. With her go-getter attitude, Nina is earning a degree in chemical engineering, is in a sorority, and has modeled for Strike Magazine. She hopes to merge her degree with her interest in fashion to create sustainable fabrics. Nina has a love for community, something she felt was lacking in her small town growing up. With the AASU, she's met tons of college students with similar experiences growing up as a minority in their town and yearning for a sense of belonging. Now, having taken on a leadership role, she plans on using what she's learned to promote community advocacy in the future. Nina tries not to boil her identity down to just one thing, and with so many interests and having met so many people, Nina finds hope in the world when she sees people do anything in the pursuit of passion, growth, and improvement. Stay open, stay active, and keep listening. Hello, welcome. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, excited to be here. Let's start out with your name and your pronouns. Sure, my name is Nina Chong, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Okay, cool. And this is a, uh, first of all, welcome, Nina. Really appreciate <laughs> yes. you coming on today. And this is a unique episode because I didn't schedule it. Neither Ted or I have met you prior to this day. Mm. Grace went totally out of her way to do this whole thing. Um, you are a friend of Grace. Grace um, is our photographer, digital media. Yeah, Grace, Wu. hopefully, if you're listening, you know who Grace <laughs> is. Um, so I would just love to start out with like what you do primarily, of course, what you love to do, but you are the president of the Asian American Student Union. So that's yes. probably a pretty big factoid people would love to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the official title is executive director, but basically the president. Okay. And so I do that. I do the Asian American Student Union, which is part of student government here at Florida State. I'm also a junior currently, and I'm studying chemical engineering. So that's my major. Yeah, <laughs> I always oh get that God, reaction. That's crazy. Um, and I do all kinds of things. I'm also the president of a club called Society of Asian Scientists and Engineers, which makes sense now that you know my major. It like combines the yeah. two things I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super passionate for the community, just like advocacy. Um, honestly, diversity and inclusion in general. Mm-hmm. I really love all kinds of things. I like playing intramural sports and art oh, and creative nice. things. Everything. Well, I, I <laughs> okay. saw wow. in the article that you're studying chemical engineering, but also you have a passion for fashion. Yes. And it said you wanted to like mix those together. I do. Do you have a specific plan for that? Yes. Very, I guess vaguely, but also specific at the same time, which is not a great way to explain anything. But <laughs> I'm really interested in engineering things for the fashion industry. So fashion's super wasteful. I mean, especially now with like fast fashion people always bring up like Shein or like whatever brand yeah, that you've mm-hmm. heard that's like yeah. super wasteful and like bad labor all these things um and so I think in general I really want to work in materials I went into chemical engineering because I want to do like textiles manufacturing and just find a way to make like sustainable fabrics so Whoa. making sure that all the fabrics aren't being so wasteful and it's just cool tech like to be innovative like that also something that I've seen a lot and I have no idea if this is like the truth but I feel like the first clothing item that I saw that was kind of like sustainable were shoes. Were they like one of the first things to kind of be experimented with, with like sustainable 
fabrics and stuff or is that just like did I just happen to see those first no yeah shoes are definitely a big one right now actually okay this is a little bit related it just made me think of that I met with this professor recently this past week and it was the most interesting meeting I've ever had he showed me these prototype shoes that he made out of kombucha and like Whoa. I know isn't <laughs> that so cool kombucha because they're like biodegradable because they're made from like a natural substance and oh. he takes like the bacteria you use to make kombucha dries it out and then that's like the sole for the shoe super interesting oh. Whoa. but yeah people are doing shoes a lot um a lot of like clothing things that companies are doing just like bigger companies it's like less water or they're doing like materials that are carbon neutral like stuff like that yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, first of all, just you've touched on so many things that are so cool. This is <laughs> this is why, okay. So like, is this? Do you just have like a need to do a lot of things? Do you keep yourself busy? Yes. Okay. Oh, busy is an understatement. Okay. Yeah. When did this start? Is this a thing that's mm. been around for a long time? Honestly, I would say forever. I've okay. always been like very much like go getter. Like I want to do everything, and I think it's very much like my biggest strength and my biggest weakness at the same time. <laughs> So uh, when I was like little, I wanted to do it all. I remember being really little and I was like, I'm gonna play basketball and cheerleading and tumbling and ballet and play piano and everything. And my mom was like, I'm not bringing you to all these things. Like that's just too much. Um, we got one van. Yes, yeah, it was like, you can decide one. And so I think once I like got more independence and more autonomy, like overall, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start to actually do it all. Um, yeah. And so that's what college has been for me is just an experience like trying everything. Oh, that's okay. Awesome. And I asked you before um, we started recording, that like what you did in high school and stuff and you said you played a lot of sports so is that where your like athletic experience kind of stemmed from or did you play sports long before that as well um yeah so growing up I did a little bit like I did ballet for a while and then I did like church league basketball okay wait so dancer first dancer first okay dancer first cool and then um, (laughs) in high school I was like I'm gonna play volleyball because all my friends were doing it and so that's when I really started that and that's my favorite sport to play um I ran track for a little bit so running is fun but not Mm. like my first choice Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you come from Tennessee. Yes. I know we haven't touched on that, but the article. We, that we read, read it in the article. Yeah. There's, the there's an article. article. <laughs> I know. Um, I feel like we should like tag. We should like link this article just in we case. Could. We'll um, link it. Yeah, be, we could. Yeah. It'll be in the uh, description. That'll be cool. Um, but yeah, so you came from Tennessee, but I would love to know like where this love, if you think you can pinpoint it, where this love for community comes from, because you are involved with a lot of clubs and organizations, like student organizations through FSU. And yeah, let's just start from there. I mean, it's just like something you can definitely articulate. Like, this is why I love the community, X, Y, Z. I think I'll try my best. That is a really good question, though. Yeah. So if you can't tell already, I'm super extroverted. Every time I take Myers-Briggs, it's like 99% E, like all the way. It doesn't seem like all this stuff is bothering you too much. Like I hope not. The lights and the cameras. Does and the it mics usually? And, well, usually we you can. Nervous? It has an influence on people. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Plus, you, like, you just kind of, like, came in here and you've never met us before and we were, I don't know, you just seem comfortable. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. I am. You guys did a good, good job with the environment. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, super outgoing. I've always loved, like, being around people. I think, like, as I got older, I learned to love, like, talking more and stuff. Because when I was little, I was super quiet, believe it or not. Mm. Um, and I think, honestly, community aspect, if you're asking in relation to involvement, um, for, like, the Asian American community, that is, like, something I really love. Like, that's my whole entire heart. And that's because growing up in Tennessee, 
I was the only Chinese kid in my high school. Um, if you think about Tennessee, like the demographic probably isn't super diverse in your mind, and it isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like growing up there, I was like, mm. I really like yearn for that community. I was like, I want to fit in and like have people who understand this experience. Um, I'm the child of immigrants, so like that's like super niche for Clarksville, Tennessee, like a small town in a place like that. So coming to college, I was like, I have to find this, and that's why I joined some of these organizations, and I made some of my best friends through it. So. Wow. That's so cool. So it's just, so it was out of a need of something that you wanted when you were Definitely. going to school, like when yeah. you were younger. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's so, and then you just like kept pursuing it. And is this something that you think that like being so heavily involved with these like student organizations or community in general, um, do you think that that's going to carry on into the future? I think so. I hope so. Okay. Yeah. I think like in work, like in career, there's always spaces, especially now, like a lot of companies are pushing for like diversity programs or anything like that. And I think it's just like good to have overall like education, engagement with everyone. Cause like, even if you're not Asian American, like I think it's cool that you learn about Asian American issues, like regardless. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like overall, I think it's really important to have that advocacy okay. and like just wanting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So as someone who's more extroverted and really involved with uh, just community in general. Um, How do you, or like, do you ever meet someone who has joined the community, but maybe, you know, doesn't speak up that much or kind of just kind of, you know, there's like people who just kind of like try to stay in the background a little bit. Um, Like, how do you promote people being more extroverted or just, you know, feeling more involved, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part is meeting people where they are. Yeah. Not everyone has to be super extroverted. Right. That would be crazy. Right, right. Yeah. So I think <laughs> a big thing is just like meet people where they are. Like if you want to go up and talk to someone who's like not talking, I think it's always fine to go up to people just like randomly. Like I was the kid in the dorm that was like knocking on people's doors the first week of school because I was like, I'm going to meet mm. everyone. Um, okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> honestly, if I go to a meeting and there's like kids just like sitting by themselves, I'll try to like sit with them or like ask yeah. them how their day was. Simple mm. things. That's awesome. I mean, everyone can do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's not necessarily, you know, it's okay to be quiet. You Absolutely. Can, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's probably, and I would love for this to segue into my next question, but it's, I would say it's probably difficult um, being involved with so many things and having to juggle so many things at once. It sounds like, I mean, it, if you're wearing multiple hats at once, you know, if you're the executive director of this or the president of this, <laughs> whatever the title might be, yeah. but it seems like... Do you ever, are you ever faced with um, perhaps a little bit of burnout, you know, like being in charge of what seems to be like some pretty important things on campus? Yeah, definitely. I think burnout affects all college students in general, Mm -hmm. like academically, involvement wise, like even friendships can be draining. So I think college overall is like really a big time to like learn where this balance is. Mm. And so I've definitely experienced burnout or like close to it, I guess. Um, there's so many things related to this I could talk about, but <laughs> I think like, honestly, Go for it. <laughs> now's the time. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, if you are doing what you're really passionate about and what you love, like it's so cheesy and everyone's like, oh, if you love it, it's not going to be like that difficult. Um, and it's true. Like I love the Asian American community, so I don't feel like it's work. And like, yes, it's technically my job, but I'm not like doing it for the money or the name or anything like that. It's because I like really love it and I care about it. And so 
I never mm. feel like I'm like too tired of it, but definitely is burnout like mm-hmm. with anything. I mean, I would assume so. That's why. I mean, I knew that the conclusion of the question was I'm busy, but I love it. But, yes. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it's like, it's nice to, to share that with, because I mean, I, you know, we, I know Ted and I can share this in terms of like doing this, like sitting down and meeting new people. It's like, of course there is work that goes into it, but like, these are the moments that we love, you know, it's just yeah. like, no one's taking you to share. And have, can you speak to any, cause I mean, like you said, the reason that you, or at least a big reason why you are so engaged and involved in the community, especially the Asian American community, is because you felt the need to have that community when you were younger. So can you speak to any um, good, like, examples of how you've helped people, like, feel more involved in the community or anyone that you know? Yeah, definitely. So I guess for the sake of, like, in case they don't want me to say their names, I won't. Yeah, but I can, like, tell yeah, general stories. No details, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think a big thing is, like, meeting people who had similar upbringings to myself. So, like, I've had friends who grew up in, like, North Carolina, Virginia, like, other states where it's, like, kind of a similar population. And they were like, yeah, I was the only Asian kid in my high school, and, like, coming here was so different. Mm. And so being able to meet people who, like, understand the same experience when it feels like there's no one else who does is just so valuable and, like, there's a weird like pull between like being too Asian or like not being Asian enough. And I think like just having that space Mm. for everyone to feel like their identity is whatever they want it to be is so beautiful. And like, I think a lot of people experience that honestly and just finding community in general. Like if you come to ASU and you meet a friend, like I feel like that's the way that we've helped you. So yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Would you be willing to talk about the idea of like not being Asian enough or and yeah. all, what goes into that kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is something that's on my mind a lot, actually, because I think, like, it's something that's not talked about super just, like, normally because it's different for everyone. Like, it's very specific to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think growing up, I always felt like at school I was, like, too Asian because, like, yeah, everyone else around me was, like, either white or black or, like, just had no concept of it. So, like, for mm. more backstory, I'm Chinese, but my family's from Singapore and Malaysia. And, like, that was so hard to explain to people in Tennessee. I don't know why, but they were like, if you're Chinese, how are you not from China? And I was like, "Mm, I'm also from America too. It's crazy. And so (laughs) there's just so much that goes into like where you're from and what that means for you. Um, And then like at home, there were times where I was like, okay, I'm like not Chinese enough because I speak like kind of broken Mandarin. And whenever I'm at home, like I do a lot of things. Like I'll repeat back to my parents in English whenever they talk to me in Chinese. And they were always like, why don't you like speak more Chinese or like things like that? Yeah. So it's just this very like weird line that's like, I feel like I'm from America, but I'm not at the same time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like to be born in a place where like you're not really from, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's like pressures from both Absolutely. cultures, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm you're Asian American. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. And I think you're touching on a very I feel like that's a very uh important point in a lot of people's lives that I mean, I'm sure that aren't from America because English is their first language most of the time. But like this idea of holding on to the culture that you had before. And like something yeah. maybe not a culture that you were necessarily like immersed in or born into. Um like as far as being like born in America and all that fun stuff. But in terms of like trying to preserve that culture, it's like I wonder how you feel about um, just like the let's, we can just take the American language by itself because um, this is something like I know that this is slightly off topic of what we were talking about but because you touched on it I want to know how you feel about the idea that you know I, I'm, from my understanding uh, the English language is the most commonly spoken language in the world and all that fun stuff and I wonder how you feel about like do you feel this 
internal obligation to preserve like the culture and by that means like the language that is involved with that or do you think that america like in the english language is in terms of is that working to unify people like what do you think what is your perspective on that like is it okay to be forgetting these things about the culture or quote unquote forget but to adapt and new things that the english language is bringing on yeah i mean definitely i think it's okay like to answer the question i think it's yeah. fine whichever you choose like if you're more comfortable with just speaking one language or like if you want to forget other things like i think it's fine to like mm -hmm. let that be up to personal preference okay um but for myself i honestly do think it's pretty important to preserve the culture because okay. i feel like for me that was so much of what growing up was because both my parents speak mandarin at home and like i already didn't learn the dialects that they spoke in their home so it's like i already am missing that one piece mm. and then from there if i like didn't teach my kids chinese i would feel really bad i think but that's like a personal gripe so it's not i'm mm. not saying this is general at all but oh yeah yeah and also like just for college students, I think a lot of kids who grew up speaking two languages at home or like our second generation, maybe third generation, a lot of us lose a lot of the ability once we get to college because I don't use it as much anymore. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so it's really weird like feeling like you're losing a skill that you've had for like your whole life. Um, mm. yeah. So on that topic, I think I know the answer to this because, <laughs> you know, it applies to literally every single culture and background. But if you haven't been already, do you have a desire to go visit China or Malaysia or you know yeah where your family's from yeah so actually the last time I went um, back to visit family which was Singapore Malaysia was 2010 so okay. I was eight years old I was like really little um, and I'm going again for winter break actually which is really exciting so I haven't been That's back awesome. since Lucky. like being an adult I know That's awesome. I'm excited I'm excited um, yeah so there definitely is that desire because it's like I think when I was little, the big thing for me was like, I want to go somewhere where everyone looks like me, which is a weird thing to ask for. But I think like mm. when you're here, you're like, I want it so badly. But then there's this other fear that's like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to look like everyone, but not be like everyone, you know, because I when I was eight years old, I went back to Malaysia. And so my mom, like, let me go to the school that she went to when she was in primary school um, for like a week. And I just tried it out to see what it was like. And it was so hard for me because like... It was just not the same for me at all. Like, all the rules were different. Yeah. And then all the kids there, um, it was so funny. They were, like, it's this little village. It's called Chang, um, and it's in Malaysia. And all these kids had, like, probably never met a kid from America before. So whenever they looked at me, they were, like, Inkwaran, which means, um, like, person from England. Because I spoke <laughs> English. And so that's, like, what they assumed I was from. And it was really? so funny. Because, like, in my mind, I was, like, I look like y'all. But they were, like, no, but you speak English differently. And so... Yeah, that's there's this weird fear that's like, I'm going to go there and like finally fit in, but I still won't. So, you know, it's very I don't know how you feel about this, but like my family, first of all, you um, meaning me, Caleb, you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know how Caleb feels about it, but I'll speak to my experience, which is that like I grew up Jewish and my family is also like Eastern European, specifically like from a few different countries, but Poland is like the main one. And so as I've gotten older, I didn't think about it when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, I think I would love to go to Poland because, you know, not everybody looks the same in Poland or anything, but it's like there's traits that I have that are Eastern European, like yeah. a little shorter, a little stockier, curly, dark hair. And it's like, I wonder if I went to where my family's from, if I would feel some sort of like kinship or, or, you know notice uh, some sort of resemblance i don't mm -hmm. know if you feel that way with like 
I mean, your family's back. If I was able to go to a castle in Scotland, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> as you can see, I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but you have me thinking about how the fact that like, like yeah, like in the USA, like even like like I don't look anything like Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like yeah, we're both white, but like just completely different backgrounds and mm-hmm. western european eastern european and it's like i don't know i just you got me thinking about that i'm just mm-hmm. kind of saying it as a general statement i think that's interesting like everybody's mm-hmm. got some kind of background that mm-hmm. they could explore and that's cool that yeah. you feel obligated to preserve it yes and like it's because the reason that i first of all i knew that it was going to be a personal question i knew that you weren't trying to make any blanket statement toward <laughs> right every asian american yeah. <laughs> Preserve your culture, damn it. Um, but just like in general, I also feel like that's something that personally I can't relate to because that's something that is, you know, I don't have, um, my parents weren't in that, in that kind of situation and all that fun stuff. So it's very interesting how we are still in 2022, like having to juggle the idea of having um, uh, an immigrant's perspective and like, and what that is like growing up with parents who are, were from that situation. And if you have this sort of like split identity and I don't mean to like base the whole conversation around your Asian Americanness, okay. you know, it's like, no, I would love, I genuinely just want to know, like as a person, how you think, like, I would love to start like getting into FSU and like, we have about 10 minutes left of this first part of the episode. Um, so I just want to know just to get a better idea of who you are as a person, you know, because you are, you know, ahead of these organizations and all that fun stuff. But it's like, if there is anything that you do in your free time, <laughs> if there is any free time, what are those things? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, first one, every time people ask me to list my hobbies, I have it so like scripted. So I'll try to not do it in that order. Actually, <laughs> honestly, in my free time this year, <laughs> I hang out with my roommates a lot. I love them. I live with my best friends. So I got really fortunate there. Um, If I have any time and I'm like at home, we're all always laughing. Like there's never a time where it's like quiet in the apartment if we're all there at the same time. So I love just spending time with my friends in my Mm. free time. I really like art. I always have. And then like being engineering was like weird because it's like you're so like logic brain. But I'm really not. I'm more creative brain. I'm just in a major that doesn't make sense for how Mm. I think. I don't know. I feel like engineering has got to be like create. That guy made shoe out of kombucha. Yeah, honestly. That's creative. It is super interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but in free time, I'll try to paint if I can or, like, go to museums. I love stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Listen to music, all the regular human things. Yeah, you sound like a normal human. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying my best. (laughs) There's not a lot of museums in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been to the, like, one on campus every time they switch exhibits. Yeah, there you go. So are you used to – well, because I wanted to take a minute just to, like – you know, of course, find more about you as a human, because do you ever get the feeling that um, people for, I don't know, because I don't know, you'd ever get the feeling that people forget about that because you're involved with so many organizations and all that fun stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's always like nowadays, I feel like my title like precedes me, if that makes any sense. Like mm. I'll have days where we're going to like a very facey like involvement type event and people are like this is nina the director of the asian american student union and i'm like oh you could have just said this is nina and i mm-hmm. could have met them and told them about myself yeah. and so i yeah. totally did I mean, that's, <laughs> that's no, why no, how we no, were that's, okay. that's how we were introduced it's to not, you. i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying that like this is something that <laughs> no i just think it's funny. Damn, I, I think it's funny <laughs> that get out at the end, yeah. <laughs> like literally grace grace's introduction to you was like Oh, yeah, you want to have my friend Nina, the director of the Asian American Student Union, on the podcast? So, I'm not a call Grace. I, I, I get that. I see that. Grace, come in here. I'm kidding. Don't do that. 
Um, but yeah, so you're, you feel like your title precedes you sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. And there's a lot of days where it's like, I'm just my work or something. And that feels weird to try to boil yourself down to like your involvement or your job or anything because like no one, everyone's so multifaceted. Like mm-hmm. even y'all, it's not like you just have a podcast. I'm sure you guys do plenty of things in your free time, right? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I love Star Wars. Okay, For I play music. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is that something that like you ever get a little frustrated at or? Mm, I wouldn't say frustrated. Okay. I don't think that would be the word for it. Honestly, just like, something to get used to if that makes sense okay. or like something to find a way to work around i haven't really figured it out yet i'll let you know if yeah. i know oh okay yeah. cool thanks for being honest about that of answer course, of course yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I mean <laughs> appreciate you not yeah and everyone <laughs> listening um but i is, is it ever um it's almost like the only way i can relate to this in any way is the fact that i am an actor in mm-hmm. some way. So me walking into a rehearsal space, like just recently I'm doing um, this production for the Irish Repertory Theater. And the whole idea is I have this role, so I'm going in and the, the it's like my identity for the people who don't know me is based around the role that I'm playing. Like in some way or another, because they haven't met me before. And, and the only way I can translate that to what we're talking about is that if your role is so high up in the hierarchy, right? It's like... Do you ever get people talking to you as though you have like all this pool? You on a pedestal, I mean? maybe? yeah, like you, they put you on a pedestal. Like, mm, honestly, I don't think people do because okay. I'm a junior, and I think that's a big thing actually. So okay. usually, director is like always a senior, so it's someone who like everyone's been looking up to, like a role model. And there are people who are like on my board who are older than me, or like have been here for more, and they know more, and they're just more experienced. So I really think I've like been able to take like a more level approach. I guess I'm not yeah. really up any higher. I don't think. No, At least I good. hope not. I don't want people to think that. Wow, damn, you stay humble. <laughs> Thank you do, you. and you're very <laughs> concise, and you choose your words carefully. You're making our job a little tough today. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we're having to keep asking. We're having to think more? about good questions. Oh, please Should I talk, talk slower. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What's the trick to podcasts? Oh, Tell me the art of it. No, that's we. It, the the art is like we're trying to do the trick, which is we don't talk and oh, let you talk. It's yeah, not working. What if I were doing it? great? What if I ask y'all questions? Is that allowed? You can I, if you want. I mean, but you can. We'd rather ask people want to listen to us answer questions. So we were talking about you being a leader, and um. And staying humble and the gears are turning do you have so wait i can't remember do you have any other (laughs) do you have any other like clubs that you're a part of or that you're um like in leadership roles in yeah yeah you said that already but i can't remember what they are no i definitely can so i'm the president of the society of asian scientists and engineers that's right and i'm also in a sorority i'm in alpha chi omega shout Mm. out to them and uh, i do a little bit honestly a little bit of everything, like I've been saying. So I've modeled for Strike Magazine, JWF Magazine. You've also done modeling for Strike, too. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and it's super fun. And I love anything that's, like, related to that. Um, I try to stay involved with, like, ministry stuff on campus, too. I'm part of Dulas Creek Ministry, um, just, like, leading Bible study, um, go to church, Ooh. all these different things. Um, what else do I do? There's, there's more. I'm in the Chemical Engineering Club. Because that's the yeah. major, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We have five minutes before we plan on taking a break. And I know what Caleb's going to want to ask you when we come back. Mm. So right now I want to ask you uh, more about your responsibilities with the Asian American Student Union. Like sure. what exactly do you guys do on FSU's campus? 
Absolutely. So it is a student union, which means that it's a place for anyone. Like you don't have to be Asian to join. Literally everyone can be in it. No dues. It's not like an organization where like you have to go to a certain number of things. Um, literally every event is open to the public. And so we do events that are spreading culture, spreading awareness. Um, we even have educational events, but a lot of times they're just fun and social. So there's a lot of staple events. Um, we do a lot of banquets, which is super fun. Lunar oh. banquets are like most popular events. So it celebrates all the Lunar New Year's that different Asian cultures celebrate. Like you probably know about Chinese New Year, but mm -hmm. like there's also like Tet if you're like Vietnamese and like different things. Um, so that's like the Lunar Banquet is a big banquet. We do like free food, performances, all kinds of fun stuff. That's awesome. Um, mm. We do night market in the fall. So that's like every, there's 14 organizations affiliated with the Asian American Student Union and they all have wow. their own table. Yeah, that's that awesome. Cool? That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So they all have their own like table um, and like sell stuff, fundraise. There's always a lot of fun stuff. Also performances again and free food. You'll see the recurring theme. All of these are performances, free food, and then other cool things. Um, yeah. So when a organization is involved with the student union, what does that mean? Like you spread the word about each other, you back each other up. Like, what, how does that work? Yeah, so those are included. Um, the Asian American Student Union is an umbrella organization is what we call right. it. So all of the orgs underneath are like RSOs, registered student organizations. Right. If you guys like clubs. Are familiar. Yeah, actual <laughs> clubs. Yeah, so they are organizations that we can help either financially with supplies. Um, we can just help them out by like going to their events. A big thing is just like pubbing their events and making sure that we're like spreading it on social media just because we have like a wider audience so we mm. can help them. Same goes the other way, like they'll spread <coughs> our events. So it's very like mutual. Mm. Um, yeah, and mm. just making sure that it's organized overall. Like we set up, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. We have a master calendar so that no one's events overlap with each other. So everyone can go to everything if like, yeah. they wanted. Um, wow. There's a lot, and we make sure that everyone gets help. So student unions are affiliated with student government. Yes. Um, and in what capacity exactly? Because, like, since you're executive director, does that mean you're on, like, the student government are you like, quote unquote, like a senator or something? <laughs> mm, so I'm not a senator. This is, that's a really good question. So SVU is supposed to be modeled after regular government. And so there's like executive, legislative, whatever. So Senate's under legislative. And then uh, student unions are called agencies and agencies and bureaus are under the office of the student body vice president. Wow, this, this is, is going to start to go like very this spirally. This is a lot. Yeah. yeah. So there's seven agencies, but... TLDR, they fund us with like ANS fees. So that's a big thing that SG has a lot of money. They have a huge budget. I don't know if there's like a bunch of FSU students who listen to this, but like check how much money goes into student government because it's scary. Like, yeah. So essentially they'll fund um, you. Yeah, they fund us and then help with like rules and regulations. Like they write all the statutes that govern us. Well, I'm sure it's huge for the university. Yeah. Like just international students in general, you know, and like the yeah. tuition that's involved with it and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they're also trying to push that too. Because, yeah. I mean, from my, I mean, is there not, um, first of all, when it comes to, this just clicked in my brain, but the fact that it's an Asian American student union and it's like how many... <laughs> That's a very general term. Yeah. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that. So there is a lot of people that can be involved with this organization that Absolutely. technically. So like it, you're having to juggle all these things at once. And like so whatever um, specific national holiday it might be or anything like that. It's everyone's totally OK to celebrate and all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, we try our best. There are a lot of debates sometimes when it comes to like what counts as Asia. Like Turkey's a really interesting one because it's like, is it Europe? Is it okay. Asia? Like yeah. we've had all these discussions amongst our board. Um, there's always things that are like we have to be super careful regarding how different cultures feel about each other and like making sure that everyone feels unified mm. but everyone feels heard and seen. Yeah. So there's mm. politics as with everything. But mm, honestly, yeah. I think for like college age kids, everyone does pretty good about like being respectful and like. Yeah, yeah, just not good. causing trouble. Everything we were talking about so far, or that you do, <laughs> is making me think about how we really are. I mean, I'm an adult. Ted and I, I mean, we are adults. We're all adults at this table. And it's like, there's no, it's like, these are the things that we um, hope people will continue to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, like, after we graduate and we're actually doing stuff, we have careers. It's like, we really, I just want to say, you are a person that's uh, easy to look up to. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah you yeah. lead by example, I would say. And it's like, you could say it's because you always want to keep yourself busy, you know, but it's like, you're left for the community in general. It's just like, we can go ahead and wrap up this first half, but I want to make it clear to you that you're doing a great job so far. Yeah. Thank you. Like, and please don't stop. <laughs> all the, like, and we said before, you're, you're humble. I feel like everything you're talking about, it just seems like you handle it all with like grace, with just this gracefulness. Yeah. Like, you're just, yeah. You're just doing it. Wow. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, y'all are doing incredible with this. this well, is thank so you. Fun. Thanks. Thanks. We're asking so many questions. <laughs> um, we will be right back. We'd like to take a second to shout out our monthly patrons. Thank you to Aaron Bachman, Marissa Arnone, Mimi Schultz, Dan Winstrup, Corbin Gulo, and Christina Shan for their continuous support of the podcast. Everything we do on this show couldn't be possible without listeners like you. Consider joining us on Patreon, where for just a dollar a month, you can support the podcast and help us even more in the conversation about Active Hope. Now, back to the episode. And we are back. So, I've got a question for you, and you already know what it is for everyone who's listening. Um, I would love to know what your faith is. Like, what you th- what your higher power is, all that fun stuff. Mm, okay, I touched on this very briefly. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, cool. So... Personally, I'm Christian. I believe in God. Okay. So for higher power wise, God or Jesus or Holy Spirit, whatever you want to say it is. But I grew up Christian. Should I tell like my whole story? Go, please. Okay, awesome. So yeah, I grew up in a Christian household. Both my parents are Christian. I grew up also in the Bible Belt, as we've been talking about Tennessee. It's like pretty cultural, I would say, to go to church. Like even if you don't believe in it, it's like, grandma goes, so I go. Like, everyone just kind of goes to church. So I think when I was really little, I went because it was like, my parents made me go. And then I went to, like, see my friends. Um, and it's cute because, like, I have friends that I met when I was, like, three or four at church. And I'm still friends with them now, which is really cool. Um, but I think I didn't really take faith seriously until maybe, like, middle school or high school. Like, a little bit later in life. In elementary school, I, like, got baptized really young. But it wasn't, like... I'm, like, super into this or anything. I just kind of did it. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, I would say the turning point for me was, like, 7th or 8th grade. That's when I was, like, trying to do it all. So, I'm a big, like, I want to do everything. We've touched on this so much. And I know, (laughs) yeah. I actually only have one thing that I do, guys. Um, So, for middle school, I was, like, working towards all these things. And I felt like I was always working for, like, this is so deep, working for, like, love or, like, worth or like trying to figure out like what my value is um and that's exhausting to like work for something that you feel like you deserve and then like not feel like you have it so that was like really tough for me in middle school and then just realizing that like I couldn't do it on my own I mean I think that's what a lot of 
growing up is is like trying to figure out what you can do and be like yeah I'm a person but like I want to be able to do everything um but for me it was just like I just kind of knew like this isn't all about me and like it just can't be there has to be something else right Mm. and so for me I like that's when I gave my life to Christ like salvation whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um and that was really where it changed a lot for me I think in high school I like really got to dig more into it I like started reading bible and like taking faith seriously um yeah and I like really believe in it like this is something that changed my life a lot because I feel like from that perspective like having God like give so much grace and like forgiveness it's not like you're doing stuff by yourself and it's not like you have to work for anything because it's a gift and like Mm. that is so beautiful to me and so Mm -hmm. yeah and I really try to be devoted and dedicated and try my best like obviously I'm not perfect but I Mm. do what I can and that's still growing and it's still learning a lot so you view God as grace Mm, no I wouldn't say that I view God as grace I think God is like there's a cat in the room let it out yes I get out of here, Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not to interrupt your question. Interrupt. No, you're good. That was a good little interruption. <laughs> um, yeah, I think grace is something that like comes from God. Like, I think that's definitely something that God gives out to people. Um, yeah. But I don't think that, like, I would say that God is grace. Like, God okay. is, like, love or, like, holiness. Like, there's so many things mm-hmm. to describe God I as. view, yeah, I think yeah. God is love. Yeah. Like, that's my, yeah, that's, and I would, well, the reason I brought that up is because I, Two was raised in a Christian household, and um, I was raised with like like two almost like opposing perspectives. One being like God being a very judgmental creator, and the other being a very gracious creator. And of mm. course, the gracious side was what always like I liked the most. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. you know. So I want to know like in terms of like growing up, and as you said, your relationship changed all that fun stuff. But in terms of now. And like what you think that relationship is like, what does prayer look like for you? Like, what is, what is that like on like a daily basis? Yeah. So this is honestly, it's becoming more and more of a big thing for my life. Like I'm, um, discipled right now. Is that like something that y'all are familiar with? No, go ahead. No. Okay. So one of my close like mentors, she disciples me currently. So like we meet every week and we talk about like how to grow in our faith. Like she gives me her advice, all these things. And like, by no means is she like, a pastor or anything but it's just something that's like I think we're like growing together and just to have someone like help me with that is really cool mm. so with that I think I've grown a lot more in my like relationship with God so it's like I try to pray as much as I can obviously mm. like you forget sometimes like things come <laughs> up yeah. like yeah no one's perfect so <laughs> I do try to pray as much as I can definitely like every day honestly at this point and for like relationship with God I think a lot of it changed like yeah there is like a gracious god and there's like a very just god also um super funny actually i was just coming from i lead bible study just that's a that's a Mm, great way to put it good pun yeah Yeah, yeah. so i was um at the house like i was telling you Mm -hmm. and i lead bible study for alpha kai with my roommate bella and we're doing the characteristics of god like throughout the week so this is like perfect segue um we did like god (laughs) is holy god is love god is good and then this week was god is just and it's so hard to hear that because it's like God punishes people in the Old Testament, but then, like, he's also gracious, and, like, Jesus comes to, like, cover things. So there's really a lot of layers to it, and I honestly can't say that I fully understand it all, but Mm. working towards it. And the more that I learn about it, the more I grow to, like, love it and understand it. Um, I think it's, like, the same way that, like, your parents 
sometimes do stuff that you didn't like when you were little, but you're grateful for it now. Yeah. I think that's really how I think, like, I'm growing more. Like, as I mature, I'm like, wow, like, God, like, has these rules put in place, and it's not to hurt me. It's, like, for my own good in the long run. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I view it. So something that I like to ask Christians when they come on the show is I think in today's modern society, uh, Christianity is often, you know, maybe villainized. Um, sometimes I guess, you know, fairly, uh, but sometimes not in in the sense that people tend to generalize Christians, right? Like there's just uh, one or two or, you know, a couple examples of bad eggs who don't hold the, the, the true values of Christianity. Um, has that been something that you've kind of run into? If, if somebody knows you're Christian, do they maybe judge you for that? I think, honestly, people could judge you for anything, they right? Can. Like, mm-hmm. literally really any can. personality trait. So, like, being Christian, like, that's part of my identity. And I think if someone wants to make a snap judgment on that, then they definitely do or they can. That's um, their problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think that's, like, something that's controllable all the time. But definitely what you said, like, sometimes there's, like, a bad reputation that goes with it. But I think there's also a lot of good, too. Like, not everyone views Christians as, like, a villain or anything like that Mm. but Mm. yeah definitely just to be aware of it all do you think that there's enough uh positive representation of christianity in in modern media Mm. this is hard i know that that's like a really intense question maybe not actually yeah to be super honest i feel like there's not a lot of really positive representation or Mm. if there is like maybe it's not as loud as the rest Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah that's my take. Yeah. <laughs> so when I asked you earlier, um, like what what prayer looks like, I would also want to know, like, is it is it like a conversation? Is it a a um, like I know when I used to be a very like when I was avidly participating in prayer, I would start out each prayer with thanking, hmm. like all the things that I was thankful for. Like, so yeah. what is what does prayer look like for you? That's what like the, really the structure of it. Yeah. Um, if there is one, it could not be. It could be. Because, like, I've also, we've had guests on the show where um, their relationship with God is very much like a hanging out in the car, you know, and just, like, always there. Just, like, crack a joke every once in a while. Aww. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, I, well, I would love to know what that's like for you. Yeah, I think, honestly, I do kind of start with thinking usually. I would say that's what I start with. I haven't cool. thought about this a lot. But I think whenever I do start prayer, I usually try to do what I'm thankful for and then... I've been working on making it more of a conversation because, like, we're talking to God, but, like, he should be talking to us, too, you know? Mm. So, like, there's definitely ways to, like, listen in prayer. I can't say I'm an expert because I really don't know exactly Mm. how to do it. But I think a lot of it is just seeing, like, what you're grateful for and, like, asking for, like, help on things. Like, because there are so many things in the Bible that are, like, with prayer and supplication. Like, we're supposed to come to God with, like, specific requests, and I think that's a really cool way to use prayers to like ask for things or even like ask for clarity mm. discernment yeah just things that we're struggling with but okay yeah so how is your that? oh you did no oh, for cool. sure great great way too um <laughs> but how would you say your faith has helped you pursue your passions mm. a lot of things i think i mean overall like in general all the glory to god because there's so many things that i don't deserve that just happen and like to me i feel like that's just god like there's no reason that i should be in any of these positions i'm like some kid who came from tennessee 
and no one knew me when I got to school. Like, y'all are from Florida, so I'm sure people here, like, at FSU went to high school with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah. yeah. So, for me, the last person who went to FSU from my high school was, like, four years before me. So, I was never even on campus at the same time as them. Wow. wow. So, there's just, like, no reason that I should be in any of these positions. I didn't know anyone beforehand. I didn't even really know about the organizations. And, like, so much stuff just lined up to where I think, like, the things that I was, like, asking for or even, like, just working towards and then trying my best. Like, God just put a lot of opportunities in my life that I feel like were not deserved at all. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Not deserved? Not even the littlest bit? I really don't think so. Because I think, I feel like I'm just a kid who goes to school here. Like, I don't think any of it is, like... That is that big, where the humility right? comes from? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That's that's like such a – I never hear anybody have that perspective. Or if I do, they say it in a way that's like dejected. Like, I don't deserve any of this. Or like in, like imposter. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like you're saying it in this way of like uh, almost thankful. You know, am, even yeah. if you feel – it's not that you don't feel like you – I'm correct me if I'm wrong. It's not that you don't feel like you don't deserve it because of something wrong with you. It's just like I'm just a person and I'm in I'm in mm. these positions all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Honestly, I feel like you are a great example of the best leaders or the people who don't ask for it. You know, like I I, I mean in in cuz if you were to think about like <laughs> yeah, politics just in general. Dude, I yeah. mean like I heard a I don't remember who said it, but there was some comedian who was like yeah, like the best politicians are the people that uh, never do politics or something like that something <laughs> along those lines. Well, because so. it's just like, I mean, the, the, the mindset that you have to be in, like to play that game. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like you just don't play the game I don't. in general. You There's just don't even no participate. Game. There's no game. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, and I, I, so in terms of like the future, and uh, it seems like your faith is very strong in your life. So it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon, which is awesome. Um, and it seems like it's helped you pursue your passions. And I want to know if you think that if it weren't for your faith, you would have this love for the community that you have. You know, like, do you think that these things go hand in hand? Is one the cause of the other? Mm, I don't know if I would say cause. I think okay. they're connected. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I think it would change a lot about how I do things or even the motivation behind it. Um, It's kind of hard to do things purely selflessly without faith, I think, if that makes any sense. Like, I think I would be doing a lot of stuff out of, like, a self-serving, like, want to have, like, power or, like, this position or anything. But I really, I really don't. Like, I know it sounds fake for me to say that because not a lot of people say that, but it's not. Mm. I think if I wasn't strong my faith i would be like playing the game like what you were saying i mm-hmm. think i'd be like really calculative or like thinking about what i can get out of it yeah so yeah and i'm i'm just gonna say this because as someone who is, i first of all i'm not christian i was raised jewish and even right now at least in my life i'm not i i don't necessarily believe in god in the way that i was like taught about god but the reason I'm saying this is because I wouldn't always classify myself as someone who has faith, but at the same time, I try my best to be selfless. And when I'm doing those selfless things, it's in a way of like, 
oh, like this is good for the universe or like the this collective. Is, this is good for the collective. So yeah, yeah, even yeah. when I say, which is really, in my opinion, kind of just another way to say God without saying God. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I just think that's interesting. Another interesting point. It's hard to tiptoe around these things sometimes because it's like whatever the connotation might be behind whatever, you know. But I agree with Ted in the sense that I feel like there is something, of course, Every human is wired slightly differently, but there is some sort of like sense of gratification when you do something to help someone else, you know, yeah. and like we've talked about this before, but like giving food to houseless people who are asking for money or just like different things like that. You know, there's like small ways you can help, like keeping a girl bars in my car. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason that I asked like before, like how present your faith is and you're pursuing all your passions and all that fun stuff is that I really do mean it when I say that I feel like you are a great example <laughs> of someone who accept because responsibility is very rarely asked for. It's most of the time given. Yeah. And you embrace your responsibility, it seems like. And it seems like you're doing it very well, which is nice. Um, I don't mean to, like, gas you up too much. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know, my egos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just, like, it's it, we really do. I, I just watched, um, I'm pretty sure it was called The End of the Fucking World. On Netflix, it was the was movie. Leo DiCaprio. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen that movie, is it the one where they're in the van, like the whole time, or is that no? Else? It's basically like, long story short, there's like a meteor coming to Earth, and I won't spoil anything, oh, but they're I just trying to warn everyone. You have yes, yeah. And then they're like pointing up at the sky, and they're like, look at it. And everyone's like, no. And everyone's like, That's yeah, nice. like, just yeah, look yeah. up, just yeah, look up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. that whole thing, I um. <laughs> to make sure I don't forget my point. Um, the, I, I, that movie um, made me realize how much I'm, like, how grateful I am for the fact that I didn't let my initiative fizzle out. Like, I decided to keep doing something that made me feel like I was taking part in whatever change needed to happen. And it seems like you are an individual who's do, who's making so much positive change and mm. you're, like, not even, like, trying that hard to do it, you know? It's just, like, kind of coming to you. Aww. And I'm saying, like, you are, as far as the future goes and all that fun stuff, you know, there are individuals that, frankly, we need in life. And it's, like, we if we don't need to start taking action now, it's, like, now is the best time, not later, yes. you know? And it seems like whatever your upbringing, your faith, whatever it might be, it seems like it's all led you, whether or not you deserve it. <laughs> but it seems like it's led you up to this point to be a, a very influential figure for a lot of people and a, a figure of support, you know, for a lot of different organizations and students, you know, people who might not have felt like they had a sense of community before coming to FSU. So thank you for doing what you do and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff, you know, just to make sure that that's clear. Ted and I are very <laughs> thankful. Um, but this is going to be our final round of questions. We're nearing the end of the episode now. Um, and this is also question. These are questions that we ask every episode as well. But awesome. hopefully that you can feel this is, there's no right answer to these, but you can feel free to ramble or be as concise as you want. <laughs> but what brings you hope in the world? Mm, a lot of things. I think this is similar to another question I received recently for a different thing. And it was like, what inspires you? And my immediate answer was everything. So I think hope is like similar. I think there's hope in kind of everything, if that makes sense. Because like, even if something's bad, there's always something. Like if there's bad, that means there has to be good, right? Like Mm. just by relation or comparison, whatever the word is for Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think... It's like there can't be darkness without light kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So even just like... 
I guess everything like seeing people who like do what they love like that gives me so much hope or like seeing that there's improvement in anything or growth or like this podcast like seeing that you want to do something that's like so pure intention that's that gives me so much hope and just <laughs> anything that's bringing that sort of energy I guess yeah mm. yeah good sweet sweet great answer <laughs> thank you <laughs> well, uh, on that note then is there something that you do regularly that brings hope into the world Hmm. I don't know. It's not like we haven't talked about it for the past 50 minutes, but you know, <laughs> we still want to know what you think you can do. <laughs> what I think I can do. A lot of it, I think, is having like genuine conversation because yeah. there's so many things, like we're all surrounded by so many people and especially our age, like college is such a weird microcosm because it's like everyone's a kid still, but they're an adult. And then, yeah, yeah. this whole crisis. Yeah, so I feel like all the time I'm just like, hi, how are you? Like, what'd you do today? And it's the same conversation that I have a million times. And there's so much more you can ask and there's so much more to know. And I think that's something that brings a lot of hope is like just having conversations about stuff that's beyond the surface. Mm. Sweet. Well, as the executive director of the Asian American Student Union and many more things, (laughs) um, where can people find you on social media if you want to give that out? Sure. Yeah. My Instagram is at Nina Chong. That's kind of the only real social media I use. I have a LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Nina Chong. That's my name. <laughs> Everyone okay. on LinkedIn, yeah. listen up. <laughs> so if you're trying to hire, I'm looking for an internship. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I, I think this will be coming out, what, November, December? It should be, yeah. It'll be around late November, early December. Okay. So are there any okay. events? The pumpkin will still count. Are there any, oh, yes. any events that are coming up uh maybe like in the spring semester, like January for the Asian American Student Union? Yes. So January 28th, tentatively, is Lunar Banquet, and it'll be in the Union Ballrooms. Brand new union. Super fun. Oh, yeah, that's going to be nice. Yeah. And so throughout the spring, we have a lot of our staple events. We do our um, MAMA pageant, which stands for Mix and Mix ASU. So it's like a showcase for people to compete, which is always a big one. Um, We do AMPT, which stands for Asian Americans in Music, Poetry, and Dance. So we bring in an artist um, who's from either Asia or is Asian American. Wow. And we have students perform also. We do a keynote speaker every year that's also a notable figure. And we're doing the ASU Olympics. I've actually never announced this yet. So this will be like a sneak peek, but we're going to do a big event like that. So those are some of the big ones that we have coming up. Sound fun. I'm excited. Yeah, y'all should come. They're going to be fun. I genuinely like would love to see how, what is the, it's a lunar, what's going on in January 28th? Lunar banquet. Yes. Okay. January 28th. Yes. Okay, sweet. Be there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, Nina. Thank yeah. you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah. This was gen- like gen- like this the genuine conversation you were talking about. <laughs> it just happened. It so just good. happened. <laughs> Don't you love the things so I do with my hands? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> These phones get so much of this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for those of you listening, that was Nina Chong. And hopefully you found some hope today. Thanks for listening to The Only Constant. We hope today's episode made you feel a little more hopeful or changed your perspective in some way. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Only Constant Podcast. Or check us out at OnlyConstantPodcast.com. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leaving a rating or review for the show helps us immensely. And we'd appreciate the feedback. None of this would be possible without you, the listener. Thanks for all the support. And we'll see you next time. Stay open, stay active, and keep listening.